0: But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax, and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile,
0: we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's come up with a new fruit naming system. It's Richard Herring! Oh, brilliant, thank you. Much better than about three months ago's audience. Uh, Welcome to uh, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast, uh, I was talking to a flash mob the other day. A, remember, remember flash mobs? Uh, they all, they said they all called it Ruhlessper, and then <laughs> then they did quite an annoying dance. Uh, I um, remember flash. Who remembers flash mobs? They were they were cool, weren't they? That's the point of that. Um, I was yeah. I was um, I was talking to my daughter the other day about uh, fruits. And how I liked that an orange was called an orange and was also the colour orange. I thought that was good. And I wondered if we could do that with every fruit. Um, my daughter was sceptical. I told her a banana would now become a yellow. Uh, and she said, uh, isn't it lemon yellow as well, though? I said, no, lemon is a colour. So that's <laughs> that's already part of the system. So an orange would be an orange, a lemon would be lemon. Uh, a blueberry would be sort of a blue, sort of. She said, what about an apple? I said, that would be a green, or a red, or a yellow. And a strawberry, and that's also a red, or a green if it's not ready. She said, wouldn't that be confusing? Loads of fruits are the same colour. I said, I don't think so. You could go to a greengrocer's and say, can I have a kilo of greens, please? And they'd say, these greens. And you'd say, no, those greens over there. We be a simple system. She said, are vegetables included? I said, yeah, why not? She said, aren't most of them green? I said, not sweet corn, unless it's still inside its green sheath. So she said, that's either green or if it's sheathed, it's green if it's sheathed or yellow if it's not sheathed. I said, yeah. So the word for sweet corn and banana would usually be the same. And I said, you could call it knobbly yellow or a knobby yellow. And I would, so... She said, what would a pumpkin be? I said, that's a really big, scary orange. She said, I don't think it's going to work. But I, mean, I said we could do it the other way round. Also, fuck it. We could... Uh, I knew this bit wouldn't be that good, but it's, a lot, it's longer, than I, longer than I thought it was going to be. But I thought I'd give it a go. Uh, we could do it the other way around. We could name all the colours after the fruit and vegetables. So you'd say, can I have that asparagus coloured jumper, please? No, not the broccoli one. I said asparagus. You'd probably need to carry a little colour chart around we all time so you could really differentiate all the greens from each other. But it would give us so many more colours to play with. Uh, I'm out, said my daughter, but she's not one of the official dragons and I'll wait to see what they have to say about the idea. So, I'm trying out some new stand-up, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that one's not going to make... That's going to be like the, uh, oh Jesus, I have promised routine. I did did a stand-up gig the other day with almost all new material. It was very exciting. It was in my village, though, so most of it doesn't play very well here. I did a great bit about uh, the Facebook group getting upset about a horse shitting in a street. (laughs) it's gone all right, actually. It must happen in every place. Um, And uh, we have made quite a lot of predictions uh, in the podcast that have turned out to be true. I I accurately predicted almost the day how long uh, Liz Truss would be the Prime Minister. So i like to... Uh, make some predictions, because this one, I think, is going out in January 2023. Uh, so I would just like to say uh, I-, I was terribly sad to hear that Lane Maxwell had committed suicide in prison. So that is, um, that is... terribly sad about that. So I hope we can all carry on. She'll be missed. Great! Look, all right, we'll crack on. Uh, we've got a fabulous guest for you, ladies and gentlemen, this week. Uh, she is probably best known for playing the female compare in Connie. That's why we're here tonight. That's what we're going to only talk about. Will you please welcome Sakisa, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Sakisa! Come in.
3: Hello, it's me. Hello. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much.
0: That's all right. That's my pleasure. Uh, tell us about. Uh, I look, I had a little look. I didn't watch the film. It's a short film, right, Connie?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, it's about. Tell us what it's about.
3: You know what? It was so long ago. I can't fucking remember. I cannot... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Um, it was about a film about a woman who was doing stand up. Yeah. And I was comparing. Yeah. Uh, so I just came on did a little brief thing as a compare. It was one of the first things I ever recorded. Um, and it just happened, I wasn't like a proper comic back then. I was just happened to be working in that pub. And I knew the producer and director, so they were like, can you be in the film? I was like, am I getting paid? And they were like, no. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, sure. Uh, so I ended up in this very short film <laughs> called Connie. It was, it was nominated. It was like yeah, one awards and stuff like that. Lots of so, awards so, yeah. on the poster. It was
0: about ventriloquist dummies. That's why I like it. I do yeah. ventriloquism as well, so I was... It's, it's very excited about it. I wonder if you, uh, could which is
3: obviously exactly to what I said. Uh, yeah. So yeah,
0: it's good. So Sakisa, yes, it's uh, there's a lot of things about your... The Sakisa is quite an unusual name. Is that is that is it only you that's got
3: that there, name? There is only me with this very weird name. I've googled it. I've looked it up. If you try and Google my name, weird words come up around it. <laughs> no one has this name. I have no. My mum basically told me that she found my name in a book about African kings and queens, and I asked her what was the name of the book, and she doesn't remember, (laughs) and she can't find it, and that doesn't help my cause, and I generally feel like she made it up. Um, I feel like she made it up in a game of Scrabble. (laughs) That's why I feel like she was like... "Mm, words does that make a good point um, <laughs> uh, but Pete when I tell people my name uh, especially people that are originated from Africa they tell me it means different things in their language okay. so apparently like my mum tells me that it means faithful someone told me it means blessed Someone else shouted at me or heckled me during a show when I said my name and said it means pussy in my language. Um, <laughs> and I was like, that doesn't help my cause. <laughs> so, yeah, it just, it's a very unique name, but obviously no one has this name, so I'm very original on the circuit, if you want to yeah, call it. And that.
0: then you can go by one name, which is a fantastic.
3: Name. Yeah. Which is what I really love. People are always like, why don't you not use your surname? I'm like, it's too fucking long. <laughs> um, it's a double-barrel name, and everyone messes up with my first name anyway. Yeah. So then having to deal with the rest of my surname <laughs> is just like, oh, we don't need to do that. What? And also, like, I grew up watching. Like, I always wanted to be like a little like music video person wanted to be a pop star so I always wanted to be like the like Beyonce and like Britney Spears and Janet Jackson so my thing was like let's just have one name like Madonna and stuff like that just be like the star Um, so yeah
0: it's a fantastic showbiz name but you also go by the name
3: Twix (laughs) yeah so (laughs) yeah I go by the name Twix Um, a lot of my comic friends still call me Twix which was the name I started out on the circuit on um, because Sakisa was a a unique name, people are going to mess it up. So I just didn't want to hassle, so I just started calling myself Twix, like the chocolate, which is a nickname I got in law school, um, along with a few other friends um, that I met at law school, including my best friend, um, and they all have nicknames, because our tutor told us, we kept bringing, so we wasn't paying attention in law school, (laughs) um, and we kept bringing in chocolates every day to law school, and our tutor just said to us, why don't you just call yourself the chocolate girls? Wow. (laughs) It, 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 it. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are listening, I am black, uh, <laughs> and so are my two other friends. Uh, and I don't think she meant it in that kind of racist way. <laughs> and it was also like another girl who was white.
0: Yeah, this white chocolate There's as well. White though.
3: Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> so we all named ourselves like a chocolate that represents us. Okay. Um, and it was a problem with the white girl um, because we didn't know what to call her um, because there's not really many chocolates that are decent, that are white. Okay. Um, that sounds really bad on this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you've gotten so racist again. What's, what's wrong with the Milky Bar? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, her boyfriend was called Milky Bar, so we can <laughs> call Milky Bar. So I'm called Twix because yeah. I'm a Gemini. Okay. Um, uh,
0: this too. Yes,
3: Gemini's in the house. Yes, we are the best, um, even though we're crazy. Um, <laughs> so I'm called so Twix <laughs> because I'm a Gemini. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to say that I'm not called Twix because I like two fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer Kit Kat. Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) And I don't like to take breaks. Yeah. (laughs) So, and it's just a nice way for people to remember me. My best friend is called Snickers because she likes chocolate-covered nuts. Um, (laughs) And then my other friend is called Cadbury's Caramel. Um, So we all named each other after chocolate represents us. And they both have babies, so we now have got, like, Baby, like mini, like... Yeah, Fun-size. C- Fun-size celebrities, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work out yeah. what I
0: would be I, I eat a lot. The, when I'm eating chocolate, I'm trying to stop eating it because I can't stop eating it, yeah. so I have to stop eating it.
3: What I would eat, be your chocolate at all?
0: I eat a lot of giant chocolate Cadbury buttons, the giant ones. Why? Because like, that's what the kids have, and that's all that's in the house. So oh, I just them.
3: they're very. So like... I
0: eat all their chocolate, is what I'm saying.
3: <laughs> well, they're just very, like, big, yeah. but also just, like, chocolate. Yeah. Like, there's nothing special about it. And I can't call you buttons. That just sounds really giant, weird. Giant,
0: giant buttons. Giant,
3: giant buttons. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds even weirder. It might,
0: it might have to be giant button now after what I've been yeah. through. Uh, yeah. So,
3: See, I can't, no, you can't do it. You can't do it. It sounds even worse.
0: So, look, let's take. You know, not everyone will be familiar with. No. That. Um, and uh, and it's great to. I mean, I mean you, you, you've been going a good while. You've been going sort of five or so you yes, go- as a comedian, is that right?
3: I've been going eight years eight now. Years, yeah. yeah, it'll be eight years now, but I kind of got, like, known from 2017. Yeah. So I ended up in the BBC New Comedy Award final, which was a shock for everyone, including myself. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was all about writing that competition back in the day, and I, um, at that time, didn't realise what comedy was. I hadn't done a comedy course. I'm not very good at public speaking. Um, and, like... And I, had, I have another career and, like, had three other part-time jobs at the time. So, comedy was something I kind of fell into that ended up in the BBC New Comedy Award final and was like, oh, shit, we're going to have to do something with this. <laughs> um, and then I've carried on doing stand-up comedy and then just debuted my show this year. Yeah. So, yeah, so very exciting journeys.
0: So let's talk about your other jobs because your other jobs are very... I mean, you've done a lot of things. You've been a dancer. Yep. You've worked... You are still working in immigration, as an immigration...
3: Yeah, so I'm an immigration lawyer. That's what I was trained to do. And still working four days a week as an immigration (laughs) lawyer. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Yeah, so still working full-time, or four four, four days a week, um, as an immigration lawyer, whilst juggling a full-time job as a comedian. Because I basically gig six days a week. um, And then still technically work in the pub. So... Yeah. Right, where do I sleep? When when <laughs> do I sleep? I'm all fine, Dick. I have no idea. Um...
0: <laughs> I mean, you're doing really well. You know, you're doing a lot of telly as well now. So you're doing a lot of, you know, you're doing very well in the comedy. So it's interesting. I think most comedians get to a point where they think, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll take the leap and I'll stop working. But it feels like you. I mean, you're, the work you're doing is the immigration law is especially is obviously pretty important.
3: It is like it's obviously. Especially in this current climate, you talk about immigration, and people have their own individual thoughts about immigration, especially um, in this day and age, and that's perfectly fine. Um, But I, working in it, you see all different sides about immigration, and you have the people that obviously generally come here and and tell their stories about how they come here and why they come here, and you just want to help these people. But our system that we live in... And pe- general public don't understand about it. It's going to get very TED talky. I'm no, no, so no, It's okay. Let's talk about <laughs> um, it. It's, it's interesting uh, to talk about. The, the immigration rules. People don't read them. People don't understand them. And the technicalities about immigration in this country is so fundamental. Because when you hear someone's story, you be like, "Well, you should be granted asylum in this country." And then you read the criteria and why the Home Office are looking at in terms of granting someone leave to remain on the basis yeah. of being a refugee, and you're like. Oh, okay, so that's the reasons why they don't get granted. So it's a very like hit or miss job, and it's sometimes very heartbreaking in terms of the people that you deal with. You deal with all different types of people, trafficking. People generally want to come here and join their partners. People want to come here and work visas, student visas and stuff like that. So you do meet a whole different brand of people on reasons why they want to come to this country. Um, but the main reason why I'm still in this job is because I need another mortgage. So um, <laughs> that's why I haven't quit my job, which is quite... Crazy because I've just recorded one of the biggest shows in the UK, um, and that was crazy to have to do that big show. Oh, this is going out in January, isn't it? Yeah, I can mention it. Fine. I just recorded live at Apollo. Um, (laughs) Thanks, thanks. Um, And it was the biggest thing that I ever done, and I I it was so like crazy for me to do it. Yeah. And then. Go out, party, celebrate the fact that we did this amazing show, and the next day have to go into my office and be like, Why the fuck am I here? Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. it's pretty unusual to be, to, to, ha- to have that juxtaposition. But it is, it, I mean, it's interesting. I'm sure there will be um, a show in this at some point if there's. You know, oh, yeah, there's... I've already
3: written a sitcom, yeah. don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's already been a sitcom, which yeah. I think people at work might be worried about because. People are worried that I do jokes about them. I'm like, no one cares about you. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to hear about you. (laughs) um, But um, yeah, I've written a sitcom. I've written several sitcoms, but um, one of them is based on a law firm because I don't think people understand. And this is why I do jokes about it on stage because I don't think people really understand like the ins and outs of like what happens in a law firm. Um, and obviously people s- have their view about law and they see the barristers, especially the criminal barristers, yeah. on like TV and their wigs and stuff like that and just saying their big old words and looking fancy where they don't really realise what happens be- be- before that um, and all the paperwork that we have to photocopy and stuff like that. Sure. And like having to deal with clients who sometimes are the weirdest people love your people, but weirdest people and you had the phone calls five times a day from these people. Those kind of things. I don't think people really understand. They hear law and it's just like yeah, okay. Yeah. We have an image of it. Same with like immigration yeah. but also like I say I'm a lawyer and people think I'm, I'm made of money and I'm like no. <laughs> I work in legal aid. There is no money in that. <laughs> no. So, yeah. so it's, it's interesting where I want to like, have people understand better about the different dynamics about law.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say people in the UK don't really grasp immigration very well. I,
3: no, no.
0: I would say that uh, you know. I, I just, I
3: would, I would say t- for anyone who has their opinion about immigration in terms of a negative way, especially in this country, I would say to them and challenge them to do the life in the UK test. Yeah. Because I've tried it four times and I have failed it four times. <laughs> it is probably the most interesting test for you to be established as a British person. Yeah. And I can tell you, I even though I've studied law, I can't. They're not law questions, but they're like general public questions, like how many people were in the Spice Girls, something stupid along those lines, and like who was in EastEnders at this time, when was Stonehenge made, all of that <laughs> falafel, and you're like. That's something that we don't care about as British people. Yeah. But why are you making these immigrants do it in order for them to be established to be British? So I say to anyone who has their own view, go and do the life in UK test. It's quite fun. <laughs> it's quite fun. You do learn a lot. Um, yeah. But,
0: yeah. I mean, if the Spice Girls question, they can go, no, I meant after Jerry left, so you've got that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, but, you know, we, we do... You know, we desperately need immigrants in this country as we're, as we're discovering yeah. having... Having made people quite unwell, I can't see why people in the rest of the world would look at the UK now and go, That's where I want to go. Yeah,
3: sometimes I do. <laughs> I, sometimes when people will like come to the country, um, who are not probably asylum seekers and they're like, Oh, I want to come and work here, and I'm like, Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to work here. Can I live can, can I please go? <laughs> can I go back to Barbados? Can I do that? Um, and just live in the sun? But, um, it is sometimes uh, you, people have their own. Like, the UK is seen as one of the biggest countries in the world, especially for economic reasons. Yeah. And I'm like, have you seen the news? Yeah. Um, not for long. Not for long. No. So, you know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but we are obviously living in a weird day and age with yeah. obviously new prime ministers, things happening in, in like NHS and stuff like that, which I obviously find the prime minister thing I personally find interesting because List Trust didn't last two of my periods. So. Um, <laughs> true, right? <laughs> How could she not last two of my periods? Come on now. Was that the shortest one? I don't know if that was ever the shortest one. I
0: think she. I think it's the shortest rare p- p- PM. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And there were. I think the uh, ch- there was a Chancellor Exchequer who died or something. But apart from yeah. that, there's never been a shorter running yeah. Chancellor Exchequer. But even
3: with like Brexit, all of that falafel is just like a bunch of like. I always have my own personal views about it, especially like when you see the knock-on effects. It's happening yeah. not only in immigration, but like in. Um, the world that we're living in and the UK that we're living in now, I just find that regardless of whether you thought it was right or wrong to like vote to leave, you have your own reasons. But I think the government basically tried to paint this picture that that's that's what it was. And I'm like, let's just stay in Europe, mainly because we can have one more show at Eurovision. Let's just do that. (laughs) Um, So, But regardless of whether people voted to leave or remain, they didn't tie it to their views. But I just think the government painted a picture that is wrong.
0: I think they did, yeah. As I think we're we're coming to realise if we didn't realise it before, I wonder in five years' time how many. I think everyone should have to write down what they voted. Yeah. And then we'll decide based on that because I think in five years' time we're not going to find many people who voted.
3: Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that. (laughs) I'm not saying that people that voted were like stupid to vote. I'm just saying, if you voted that way, then you're stupid.
0: Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we, you know, there was a lot of lies and, uh, you know. There we yeah. go. But it is... very political. It is, it is... Uh, no, it's it's, 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 a, it's a very interesting th- uh, subject. Um... But, so you were working in, you were working in the, when you tried to, when you first tried to have a go at comedy, you were you were working in a pub that did lots of comedy before, and so, yeah, so you were sort of in the bar, working in the bar. Yeah,
3: so I used to work behind a bar, I still technically do, um, work behind a bar in Stockwell in South London, which the people that own it basically started stand-up comedy as an open mic night, and it still goes on to this day. Um, and I MC there like once a week because um, it's nice just to see new t- talent come through and people that are potentially going to take my job. But um, <laughs> they, uh, when I started doing, like, working behind the bar, you would see, like, people coming through that people are quite famous now and doing really well. And my boss said to me one day, you're slightly funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, slightly. You're right? (laughs) Slightly. You're slightly funny. Why don't you give it a go? And I'm not, honestly, was not good at public speaking. Um, I'm not very good at words. Um, In general, um, I'm actually getting assessed to see whether I have dyslexia or not in in a few days' time because I've never been good with words um, and, like, reading out loud and stuff like that. And I didn't really understand stand-up. I never really grew up on stand-up because it wasn't really a thing that I did. I watched. It was really about like, we were watching sitcoms, sketch shows. Those were the kind of things I loved when I was growing up. And then having to work in this bar where all these comedians were coming in, telling their jokes for five minutes, and you see people's reaction, and my boss going, oh, you're slightly funny, why don't you give it a go? And then me going on stage and ranting for five minutes about lions was not funny. Um, and then I just kind of was like, oh, we'll just give it a go, do it for fun. Um, and just carried on working behind the bar and then doing the sound for Comedy Virgins and then getting on stage, doing my five minutes of me dying on my ass, and then like doing this big old cycle of working, and then gradually we've got to the person that we are today. And I I'm lucky enough that I get to teach um, stand up to people, um, which is which is a lovely job for me because I get to embrace like put onto them my own learnings and my own wisdom yeah. from what I learned when I was starting out as someone who didn't want to do stand-up who's just kind of like Loved it so much since she's kind. Of, since I, I say she like I'm the third person. <laughs> since I've been doing it, it's been it's been therapeutic for me at times, especially this year, um, which has probably been the hardest year of my life. But like professionally, it's been the best year of my life, um, and it's only because I've been able to like push through anything personal and just have stand up as a way of like living. Um, so yeah, I just love I love it so much being able to get on stage, and I, I didn't realize who I was as a comedian, like, it's a very different... I don't know how you feel, but it's a very... For me, it's, like, Sasha Fierce, Beyonce kind of vibes. Like, I'm off stage on one person, and then when I get on stage, I'm that bitch. So (laughs) you have to get that energy up, and I'm all about energy, and that's the kind of thing I throw out when I'm on stage. Um, And being able to do that in a room full of people is always... is is great feelings.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, it's about finding out who you want to be on stage, and it can be a version of yourself, or it can be mm. a version you'd like to be, but yeah. you know, it's rarely exactly yourself, I yeah. have to say. I don't think many people are the, the heightened version. I mean, your stuff is very energetic. I mean, it's quite movement based as well as <laughs> sort of dancing and singing and yeah. that sort of thing in it as well yeah. so you, the show you took to it was Edinburgh this, this year yeah, you, you went yeah, so you took a month away unpaid, leave, unpaid from, leave from being a lawyer to go to the Edinburgh fringe yeah. to, to presumably make spend, no money spend thousands <laughs> and thousands of pounds <laughs> me, if you're anything like me yeah uh and so what what was tell tell us about that show so the
3: show was it was called life of the party it was all about parties and having a good time and just living your best life coming out the pandemic and it was set in one party um in one particular house party um and just having a good time, and just me having a conversation with people around the room, and then the show was broken up with music cues where I would dance in between. And it was really funny when I saw some of the reviews where they were like, she's a great dancer. I was like, what about the jokes? Come on now. <laughs> so I'm just because I can twerk on stage doesn't mean I'm not funny. Um, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed my show, and it got like really good reviews, and people loved it. And obviously, good things have come out from doing that show. But it was a learning curve, Edinburgh, I'm not going to lie. It was yeah. a learning curve. It was... An emotional roller coaster at times where I just was like, I don't wanna I don't wanna do this. I don't wanna get out of bed because especially because I was plugged as like being an immigration lawyer. Um, especially in a lot of my pr stuff i think people came to the show thinking i was going to do a whole show about immigration law and like and i was like no <laughs> <laughs> please google me please like look at my youtube video cuz it's even i'm going to be oh yes i will talk about immigration but i also will probably talk about race but I also we'll talk about dick quite a lot so please watch the like youtube me please yeah. so i just think people had a different vision of what i would do especially because it was a bit of a pressure as well going into the but yeah, I had a great time doing the show. And just living your best life, that's what I think it's all about. Just having a good time. And that's what I'm like on stage. Just like energy, having a good time, in your face. This is who I am. And like I said, I wanted to be a pop star when I was younger. So it's just an exaggerated version of me.
0: Yeah. I mean, And a lot of your stuff, I mean, a lot of your stuff is about fa- family, but a lot of stuff is about dating. Yeah. Uh, which I kind of find, you know, I'm sort of now as, as a, at a distance from this and how different dating is now to when I was dating. I find it kind of fascinating. But you, you're doing a bit about... Um, I saw you doing a bit about dick pics, which I don't. <laughs> this is this came well. This came on after I stopped dating, thankfully. <laughs> uh, so there are no, There's no pictures of me out there. Yeah. Uh, but are um, oh, you sure? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I have some for my own use. Uh, just revelations. Remember, remember revelations. What the, revelations. What my genitals used to be. Sexy. Um, <laughs> But, um, Sexy, yeah. <laughs> but it's, that's sort of a, that whole thing of dick pics, and it's, it seems to be something that just yeah. Happens. I think
3: dating nowadays, especially if you're like single, it's so ridiculous. Like everything is very much like dating apps, and like you can find like dating apps the worst thing, but also the best thing. Like I've met actually friends from dating apps, but it's also funny when you see other comics on dating apps because <laughs> you're like, oh. You're saying you're a comic? Are you a comic? I don't. There's people mainly from the <laughs> open mic scene that I was I'm like, you're not a comic, go away. <laughs> you're not a comic, go away. But you find other friends on the comic, like who would you do like the comedy circuit with? And you're like, oh hey, how you doing? What's <laughs> happening here? You end up having a conversation where well, you could have just had that flight on the phone. Um, but I find dating apps personally so annoying because I have personally tried them all, including LinkedIn and Uber Eats. Um, <laughs> However, delivery is better. Um, <laughs> but it is so hard trying. I'm not good with words, like I've said, and like having to write that, even that bio, you've got to be sexy, funny, and like attractive in terms of personality all in just one bio and if I see any more people in sk- like doing skiing on dating apps I will slip my wrist <laughs> oh my god how many of you lot ski out there Jesus um, yeah it's, it, I just I personally find them annoying because I, pers- I like people face to face I like to have a conversation I like to see, them, my, like, like them to see my energy and I want to see their energy whether we have like a f- banter and stuff like that because you do find people lie um, on their bios, um, mainly about their height um, <laughs> and about what they do for a living um, and whether they still live at home. <laughs> um, stuff like that you yeah. do find um, people lie about. Um, but the dick pic thing is is hilarious because I probably have a collection. Like I could make an album. I could make it into <laughs> an art gallery. I might even do that one day. Um, I, my favourite one, though, is when a guy sent me a picture... Of full frontal, he's quite tall as well. Full frontal, and like he looked like he was in prison because it was really dark and the light was quite dim. But like his lamp above, or his, his lamp, his light above his head had no lampshade, right? So it looked like he was in prison, and he had the most miserable face in the world. <laughs> You would like, and I'm just like, why would you send me that? That is, I'm not looking at your dick now. I'm looking at your face, and you <laughs> don't look like you want to be here. Um, so yeah, um, things like that is hilarious, but also material. Yeah, so. of course. It's, but I just, you know, as an
0: opening gambit, it just. I mean, I don't know if the world's changed that much, but you know, in the when I when I was growing up, and yeah. people who got their dicks out in bushes and stuff were kind of sort of perverts and bad I think bad, they are still people. perverts. Oh. Uh, but then, but if everyone's doing, if that's your opening gambit, hello, my name's Richard and here's my erect <laughs> penis. I don't think that's, you know, I don't... I think know.
3: when that happens, then it's a... Uh do I send this to the group chat? Um, (laughs) (laughs) That kind of vibe. But normally when that happens, I'm like, oh, no, you need to go away. Um, But, yeah, it's normally the people... I find people that send the dick pics are the ones that are very confident with themselves. And that's fair play. You be confident with yourself. Just don't send it to me. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, I appreciate their honesty. Like, some people are out there with their, oh, this is what I'm looking for. And there are obviously certain apps for that, and they're like, this is what I'm looking for. Someone actually asked me for a threesome after my Edinburgh show, and I was like, I don't know what you got from my Edinburgh show <laughs> that was suggesting that I would want a threesome, but take my number. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, But it, no, it, it is very interesting, the thing that people... Someone, spot, someone saw me on a dating app recently and had said to me, oh, I've seen you do stand-up and I've seen all your videos. And I was like, that's not sexy, that's crazy. Um, And it's a bit creepy for me (laughs) because now I'm like, well, do you want to get to know me as me or do you want to get to know Sakisa, the performer, and brag to your friends that you are, like, you've had sex with a comedian and stuff like that. Um, But also, I have fucked for punchlines, so... Well, if, if they
0: think that fucking a comedians impressive, they've got very low standards. <laughs> I've just. Well, I,
3: I find it because a lot of my male comics they get loads of like women and like people and like um, people in between and gays just sending them messages, and I'm here as a female comic going, "I thought the streets were paved with it," and I'm like, <laughs> "No, apparently not." No. so, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, it does seem to be a different. It does seem to be a different experience between male and uh, female comedians uh, that I've talked to about, <laughs> about that. You know, you were saying backstage about like it's weird going to. It's a weird thing that you're still working and you know and being on on big TV shows. Yeah. So you're going into work and are, are people treating you differently? Just sort of in professionally and socially.
3: Yeah, it's it's getting quite annoying. Well, no, That's wrong. It's, just, it's not getting annoying. It's just I think people. A lot of my friends recently who have introduced me to their friends have been like, oh, this is my friend Sakisa. She's a comedian. She's about to be on Live at Apollo. You're <laughs> like, oh, don't do that. Like, I think people have... I don't want... I've rather people see me on stage and then make their own judgement. I don't want people to be like, oh, she's on Live at Apollo. She must be amazing. Or Because then, you, then they see you and you're like, that's not my style of comedy. And then that's a different situation. Uh, but I... I appreciate that everything's going well, and I'm very happy that everything's going well. <laughs> Give me all the money. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, I just want to grow as a comedian. And, like, Edinburgh, like I said, was a learning curve for me where at points I thought I wasn't, uh, I wasn't great at comedy. There'll be days where I was like, I hate, I hate doing comedy. Like, I don't want to do it because I didn't think it was... Uh, I didn't think anyone got me or got my show especially going in as like a working class person yeah. and doing my show in Edinburgh, I was just very much like, oh, this is a shock factor for me, even though I've been up to Edinburgh before. Um, but coming back and like reflecting on the show and reflecting on me as a comic, I just wanted to go back and like do a, next sh- a new show next year and just grow as a comedian mm-hmm. and just... Be still, me because that's who can, I can only be me, and I'd rather just be me than someone else or the fake someone else. Um, and this is what the same people do in their dating app stop being fake, be real with your shit. And I ra- thank you very much, babe. <laughs> One person agrees with me, <laughs> just be real with your shit. And I ra- I'd rather do that. I'd rather just this is me, this is who I am on the stage. If you're gonna accept it, accept it. If you don't, then it's not for you,
0: yeah. And I, you know, I think all comedians are the same about that. I still go to Edinburgh. And at some point in Edinburgh, I think, I'm, I've got to stop doing this job. Yeah. So Edinburgh's a very diff- <laughs> different yeah. thing. I mean, I've been through it, you know. If you go through Edinburgh without having four or five days where you're quite depressed in the middle, yeah. then something's wrong with you.
3: Yeah, I had two breakdowns. Yeah, um, that's, apparently that's... that's good for Edinburgh. Yeah, that's good. I had two breakdowns. That's normal. Uh, and, but obviously chicken helped. So, yeah, <laughs> chicken
0: helped. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you some emergency
3: questions. Um, oh, let's, uh, have you ever seen a ghost? Yes, I okay. have seen a ghost. Oh, no, I, I have... I, okay, I felt the presence of a ghost. Okay. And this is the ghost that's at the pub. Um, oh, right. The ghost I called Laura. Um, I don't know if it is a woman or a man or non-binary. It could be anything. But the ghost was there. And occasionally we would have a conversation. The ghost didn't respond back to me. Okay. Um, obviously, it's a ghost. Um, <laughs> but oh, I did definitely feel the presence of a ghost... Um, however, do you think it's very interesting that the ghost did haunt the pub um, and not my flat? Um, I've never seen anyone that's had a flat ghost. A ghost in a flat? Yeah, a ghost they, in yeah, a they f- do like to hang around in pubs. Pubs and houses. Yeah. I don't know flats. what the deal is. Like, why it is, it? is the flat too small? Is there no attic?
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe ghosts are all alcoholics, and that's maybe, maybe that's what ties think- them down to the ground as they need. <laughs> I think, no Laura, booze in yeah,
3: I think Laura probably was an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, most people that go to that pub are. so, yeah.
0: <laughs> Good. That's exciting. Um, what did you always want for Christmas but never received? A Barbie.
3: Really? No, you yeah. didn't get a Barbie. I got a Cindy. Oh. I, yeah, I remember that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted a Barbie when I was younger. Um, and my mum would always be do the opposite, and I got a Cindy. Um, and Cindy was the side bitch for me. Um, at that, she, she wasn't the same par as Barbie, was she? She wasn't. She wasn't the same par. So I was kind of like, "Oh, thanks, mum, but this is not what I wanted." Cindy lasted like two days, um, and then she fell out the window. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if you now you're an, an adult and have some money, if you can, if you bought a Barbie?
3: No, actually, I no, I haven't it. bought a Barbie. I think I'm being intrigued about the Barbie movie. I'm intrigued about that. <laughs> I really am intrigued about that. But I haven't bought myself a Barbie. I, have, I was tempted. I did go to um, Hamley's one day, mm-hmm. and it had like a big old Barbie collection. I was a bit in awe, but also a bit overwhelmed because I was a bit like, what Barbie would I pick? There's so many. Uh, but I haven't bought a Barbie. Mm. I have bought my godchildren Barbies, though. Yeah, there you go. Um, because good. they obviously now come in different styles. It's very different now than it was before. They've come in different styles. One's got Afro, so I buy my children, one of those. So <laughs> just to make sure they know that we can be Barbies. Yes. <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very good. Um, uh, well, what's, well, I asked James Acaster this many months ago. Um, <laughs> who is the most right-wing person you've ever been sexually attracted to?
3: Oh, man. Really? Does oh. it, does
0: it, does it, does it, there's something about pure evil, isn't there? That is just slightly What sexy. Satan? Satan's. <laughs> I mean, Satan's a very good. I don't know if you'd call him right wing. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I suppose he is.
3: <laughs> oh, I don't know many. No. Right? Who's right wing? Um, uh, Nigel
0: Farage. Anything for? Oh that, no. Does that get a little no. pulse
3: going? No, 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 I, I would, I would rather kill myself, um, <laughs> than go right wing. Yeah. However, I would, I would agree. I think I'd listen to that episode that you did with James. A. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I was playing Pokemon at the same time. <laughs> oh, yes. It was great. Um, uh, because that's one of my favorite hobbies to do is play Pokemon. But um, I was playing Pokemon, listen to your podcast, and um, he, you lot had mentioned about the two women. Yeah. Um. Patel pretty to Patel, Mr. Brahman. I didn't really agree with the latter, but pretty. Yeah. Fair play. i would do pretty. Yeah. I'll do pretty. Yeah. yeah. I'll do her. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's good to know. Teach her some things about immigration. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your ancestors, shall we? Yeah. Let's do that. I mean, it yeah. is.
0: <laughs> it is. Oh, I mean, it's that. That's uh, the hurdle to get over, right? Yeah, with, yeah. with both of those ladies, is that they're parents and grandparents would they wouldn't let them into the country yeah. if, if they were in charge at yeah. that point. And that is sort of a weird that's a weird way to go, right? That yeah. you you're so keen to fit in with the the white Tories. So I'm yeah. thinking that you sort of forget forget your heritage. You think exactly. it's that I
3: think it, I don't know I don't know if it's the money, the power, because um, I do stand up comedy to meet white people. Um <laughs> And looking at the demographic today, um, (laughs) I think we've been quite successful. Um, And I do always find it interesting when uh, people of colour try to integrate and try to, like, act like... Powerful and like especially in the in the government and I'm like what about your family yeah what about you what is your morals and and this is why I'm always interested about I'm not a political comedian but I've always been interested about politics about what goes through people's heads like are they just like we have to go with this
0: yeah
3: Um, or is it that they generally believe in like the politics of their party or is it because there was one day I was remember voting, and I was like, I could vote for the cannabis party if I could, because uh, it was on the sheet. I was like, oh, let's vote for the cannabis party, <laughs> shall we? Um, and I don't do that myself, but I was just like, let's see what happens. I'm mean, probably I'm probably the only pe- vote they got, but I just thought it was very interesting about politics in general and like people's views on it, because the political like the, I, the cannabis party came round to IS State and talked about their <laughs> views, and I was like you've been smoking way too much weed. Uh, (laughs) Like, we can't do that to dogs. Um, So, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go into it. Um, Do you have any
0: childhood memories that can't possibly be true? Like shooting lightning from your fingers? Do you you have any...
3: Uh, (laughs) I used to be a witch. Did you? Yeah, I used to be a witch. Uh... I mean, is
0: this a memory or is this a confession?
3: It's both. Okay, great. I I used to be a witch, um, and uh, my best spell was um, making my teacher, I'm not going to name names, um, because apparently they're still at the school, (laughs) uh, no longer have a smelly breath. Wow. I did that. Wow. How? How? Chewing gum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, I, I used to be a witch, so I used to cast spells on people, but in like a, not in a bad way, not so in an evil nice way, way yeah. but like just like making sure that people's lives were better, um, and I stopped doing that when I was 15, because <laughs> um, magic had to die. Um, but, yeah, no, I really enjoyed doing that, actually. Yeah. I might go back into it, considering this political party. Um, and see if I can change some things in the Tory government. But, uh, but, but I used to, Yeah, I love superhero stuff. I love, like, fantasy stuff and witchcraft stuff. Yeah. I'm a big, like, nerd at times when it comes to, like... Especially, like, it comes to wrestling. So I used to, like, really wanted to be, like, a, a manager for wrestling, so... Okay. <laughs> it's
0: kind of odd to want to be a manager for wrestling. I and mean, to watch wrestling, I'd love to manage the guys who do that.
3: Okay, clocked while you laughed. Uh... <laughs> okay, a manager of a wrestler. Yeah. Like, I'm not good with words. We had this conversation. Um, yeah, uh, because it used to be a fantasy of mine, but like getting into like getting into it was so hard, um, and it was quite painful um, to do. I tried to wrestle at times, but um, and it was just very painful. I don't know if anyone here wrestles. I don't know if you want to I've wrestle. I've never
0: wrestled. I know some... There is a, there's
3: a, were you involved in the comedians wrestling show in Edinburgh? I was this year, and yeah. it was probably the... I, I fangirled really hard um, out of everyone. Right. <laughs> everyone was a bit, like, calmed down. I was like, I'm so sorry. This is, like, my dream. Uh, <laughs> love wrestling. I watch it, like, four days a week. Right. Yeah, so... Where, you like, where do you find the time to do that? I find the time. Um... <laughs> well, with everything else you're doing, that's yeah. pretty incredible. I, find,
0: I, know, I know you and James Acaster trade Pokemon with each other. You didn't mention you are into Pokemon. Yeah, I
3: love Pokemon. Yeah. It's a good way to walk, especially during the pandemic. It was an easy thing to do. Just go out, just catch some Pokemon, Yeah. trade with your friends from a distance, obviously, um, two metres, um, and just do some walking. But yeah, we've got in a weird group where we have... I say weird. They're lovely. <laughs> they're going to kill me. <laughs> they're a great bunch of people in this group and there's a couple of comets in it and James is in it and we do raids together. Uh, we trade Pokemon when we see each other. Because um, uh, James went to America, he got some exclusive Pokemon. Um, <laughs> you lot are like, you lot are sneaky.
0: <laughs> I think it's on the phone. I don't think they're real. Yeah, I Pokemon don't, I don't, are, don't think they're real. Anyone's <laughs> <laughs> confused.
3: yeah. It's not actual Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> but if, Pokemon you believe, yeah. if you
0: believe hard enough, it is. Yeah.
3: Well, it. it's a good way to lose weight. And walking, especially during the pandemic, it's something to do it's when we all locked inside and you we were able to do that walking for like half an hour a day or an hour a day, whatever it was, just to go and do, collect some Pokemon. Yeah. Would you say a lot of comedians are nerds? <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, me too. I, mean, I am. A, I'm a, certain things I'm very... Like, into, into. Yeah. Um, Wrestling, Marvel, Wakanda forever. Um, (laughs) Pokemon Go. I'm very nerdy. And those are the kind of things people don't expect from me. Especially, like, when I talk about rock music and, like, um, wrestling. People go, (laughs) (laughs) really? And I go, yes. (laughs) Why can I not like those things? Um, And I talked about it in my show, especially when it comes to rock music. Because... I was like, I don't understand why people don't get why I like rock music, because black people basically invented rock music. Like, amazing people have come from rock music generation. Tina Turner, Jimi Hendrix, Chuck Berry, Tom Jones, you know. (laughs) It's one of ours. (laughs) Uh, So, I, I, I... those kind of things I'm so into and my friends sometimes don't understand me with those kind of things. But I have friends for different elements in my life. I'm always doing... I like to be creative and do different things. I love music. I love being in my own little world with certain things. Yeah. And those are the kind of the things I love.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're a proper comedian. So you're, you're, you're very <laughs> much in, in the thick of the club. You, the... the your your family are feature a lot. Your mum features a lot in your in your
3: stand up. Yeah, she hates it. Um, <laughs> and I like to say it's payback because um, I'm the only child. So a lot, even up to this day, it's very much like when am I gonna have grandchildren? When is that gonna happen? And I'm like, if you want grandchildren, you can adopt some grandchildren, okay? <laughs> um, so it's she's very much a person that is keeps to herself. She's very old school Western news. She keeps to herself. And until I was on TV, she hated the fact that I did stand up because she thought I was going to tell all our business to the world. <laughs> um and part of it that is true. Uh, <laughs> but part of it isn't. And I, I feature her in certain things in my jokes like when she discovered my vibrator. Um, that was that was fun <laughs> for me. Um, so those kind of stories I I think she appreciates, because they're true stories, but she can see the funny side of it. My dad really hates the fact that he doesn't get featured in my jokes. Right. Um, he's like, I'm the funny one out of, the, <laughs> out of our... I, I was like, don't worry, your time is coming. Okay? <laughs> the new show, your time is coming. Like, even the other day, I was trying on a shirt, because I was f- doing some filming, so I bought a new shirt, tried on a shirt, I went, Dad, did this shirt make me look fat? He didn't look at me and went, don't blame the shirt. Oh. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> He's my dad. Yeah.
0: But it's very, you know, I think that will, you know, everyone will identify with that, I think, certainly. Yeah. Certainly. And also,
3: like, a lot of my comic friends fancy my dad, oh, which really? I find really not great. Okay. Like, we, during the lockdown, when we had the Zoom, like, uh, gigs and, like, the Zoom conversations, I would, I would be in, like, Zoom uh, gigs with, like, a couple of my friends that were, like, running them. And then my dad would be in the background... And they would be like, Sikisa, can you move your camera slightly to the left? Keep going. And I realised <laughs> it's because they're trying to see my dad who's behind me and just sitting there just in his own head, listening to his headphones, watching <laughs> YouTube. And I'm like, what are you lot doing? And i are just like, we're just looking at your dad. And I'm like, that's creepy. Don't do that. And even to this day, I would get messages from my friends going, where's your dad?
0: Does your dad know about this? Cause yes,
3: he does, actually. And it's very creepy. Yeah. He, enjoys, <laughs> he enjoys the attention. Yeah, of course. Um, and I'm like, he, he's not attractive. And my friend's like, he's so amazingly sexy. And I'm like, he's not. Um, uh, but he does look like me, which is weird. Uh, okay. So... So, so really, they will find me attractive. They're really basically. just saying. They're just telling you you're sexy. Yeah, so. no, but, which I, which I hope they
0: do. <laughs> Were you really mistaken? Did you, you and your mum really get mistaken for each other by a, uh, by in the in the airport by the the machine. In yeah, the
3: that's a true story. So, um, sorry. Oh, me. he's ringing.
0: Uh, it's just. Uh,
3: Can we answer the call? <laughs> <laughs> oh, technology! We're gonna love it. Uh, you can't can't turn it off the phone, but you can turn it off from your watch. Yeah. The phone is ringing and you can... Technology. It's what happens when you've got money. I love I've, it. I um... beg
0: your pardon. <laughs> most unprofessional. Was your dad ringing up? He's, he's just sent me a dick pic.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I see what the fuss is about now. I see
2: what the fuss is
3: about. No, that is a true story of me and my mum. Uh, it generally happened when we came back from Barbados that we had, I put down my passport or what I thought was my passport, and went through the border control straight away. She was trying it for 25 minutes. I'm getting frustrated with her. My dad had disappeared and gone to find the suitcases. It left me with her. And I get frustrated with my mum because she's really not good with technology in general. And she's trying this passport. And I'm just like, do it this way. Just put it flat and a Proper shouting at her in the airport, maybe yeah, not in a nice way, but not aggressively. But just like, just do it this way, just do it this way. The man comes over and he literally looked at the passport and went, "That's not yours. That's your daughter's." So I had gone through on my mum's passport, <laughs> and she's sixty-five years old. <laughs> so I was kind of like, "What is this machine telling me?" <laughs> but we all look alike, which is weird. Um, so I look exactly like both my parents and people I post pictures of them on my Instagram and then friends go, You look exactly like your mum and then I post a picture of my dad and the same people go, You look exactly your dad. I was like, Can you make up your mind please? But I look exactly like my parents. So you can't I like you can tell I'm definitely their child.
0: Okay. So your mum and dad look the same as each other. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's not go down that route. <laughs>
3: I well, come, I, I I mean, come from ma- Somerset. I can't talk. My <laughs> mum, my mum, when, when was in Barbados once. My mum got mistaken for um, the parent of me and my dad. Right. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that was she. She is older than my dad, but they, she doesn't look older older than my dad. No. But um, it was just, and that moment, I could see her face just go. I'm going to kill you, bitch. Um, <laughs> when this woman had said to him, yeah. oh, how's your children doing today in the shop? And we were like, oh. And this wasn't even like, it was only like 10 years ago that happened. And I was like, oh.
0: I mean, she, that's I bad. She yeah, she played.
3: But then obviously border control got payback on me by mistaking me for a 65-year-old woman. So <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Amazing.
0: world. Amazing. Right, I'll ask you a couple more emergency questions. Um, uh let's let's see where what happens with this one. If you could go into a chrysalis and dissolve and come out of the chrysalis as anything you wanted to be, what would you come out of the chrysalis as?
3: I would come out the oh oh. anything. So for some reason in my head, I really want to say Pikachu. Um <laughs> and I've re- Yeah, actually yeah, Pikachu. Yeah, I think I want to come out as Pikachu. Okay. Yeah, I think I do want to come out as Pikachu. I think I want to just be like, a picker <laughs> <laughs> And have no fit. And just be like, electrocuting everyone, everyone I see. If you yeah. try and touch me, I like, electrocute you. I think I want to do that, actually, Okay, good.
0: It's, it's the only one I know, so that, that's good. It's good job it's not any of the others.
3: Pikachu is the cutest one. Yeah. Apart from Eevee, but yeah.
0: But surely Pikachus are easy to get, are they? When they you're... are
3: everywhere. Yeah. But be, yeah, they are everywhere, to be honest. But they are the, like... The original, the original, and I like original. Okay. The fav- fan favorite, I would say.
0: Oh, I must find that picture of. I was telling James about. Uh, the, there's an app you can put people, put, you put you through, and then it does a Pokemon oh. character of you. So I'm, I'll I'll send him that, and I won't explain what it is, and, <laughs> and see if he remembers. <laughs> But I look like I've got a ball gag in my mouth. Is is that that part of the Pokemon?
3: Not the one I've seen. You've seen the X-rated version, um, and that would be an interesting thing to see. There
0: must be sexy Pokemon, right? I have heard
3: there's Pokemon porn, and I I don't want to get involved in that. Are you sure? No, No, I do not want to get involved with that. Sounds like you want to be a
0: Pikachu so you can get...
3: No, I heard there's Disney porn as well. Poked and I'm up like, we
0: are Pokemon up there.
3: No, it's just not my vibe at the moment. Okay. Let's just let's just keep the things how they're meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> you're meant to be cute. Let's not get you X-rated. No. If but... you had
0: to have sex with a Pokemon, though, no.
3: You <laughs> if you had to, oh, it'd be Onyx.
0: Okay, it'll be Onyx. I'll look it up later and see if I can't. Onyx.
3: With... Onyx is rock. I'm right. going to
0: try and wank over an Onyx <laughs> later, and I'll let you know how I get. <laughs> I'll send you a dick pic of how it's going.
3: I'll add it to the collection.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, What is the most famous person you've ever been in a lift with that you didn't get into the lift with? Have you ever encountered a famous person in a lift,
3: is the question. Oh, actually, yes, Ric Flair.
0: I don't know who Ric Flair is.
3: Woo! Wrestler. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I happen to be in the same building that he was.
0: Because you were stalking him? (laughs)
3: No, okay. because I was recording something okay. and I didn't um realize that how he was in the building. I got I was in the lift, went to the toilet, got lost okay. um in the, cause it was a maze and it was a time when he had to follow the arrows. Yeah. So I got lost in this building, ended up back in the lift, uh, and then the lift stopped, doors open, Ric Flair comes in with like two bodyguards around him, and I literally was in the corner going, <laughs> i did it. in my head i was going don't woo don't woo don't woo don't woo he's got a punch in the face don't woo don't woo and i literally held my breath until they got out and i was like why did you not take a selfie like um, but he was filming something like a commercial a weird bt sport commercial right. at the time so um yeah he's probably the most famous person that's pretty good yeah
0: well done for you know, not saying it. I, I always, I You know, there's there's people I've been. I, I, the most famous one was Rick Mail. I stood behind Rick Mail in a petrol station, and he's my absolute hero mm. when he was alive. That was, if you were confused, uh, and um, and I didn't say it. And he was being very Rick Mail, and, yeah. and but I didn't say anything to him. And I could have just yeah. said, "Thanks very much for everything. You're the reason I'm doing the job I'm doing." Yeah. You know, it's a shame not the, to do in, it. Yeah.
3: In that moment, you're like. What do, you, what do you do? You just, you just freeze and you're just like, oh my god, what's happening right now? He's in here. He's, I'm in the same breathing space as him. Don't woo. And then you're like, he leaves and you're like, what the hell did I not do his autograph or selfie or something? Because no one's going to believe this story. Um, and that's the thing you need. I was like, leave him just a piece of his hair. I could have taken that. DNA, <laughs> you know, made something into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's all, it's all, it's yeah, it's fine. But yeah, I think most people would like. Maybe he, would, Ric Flair, probably wouldn't like him. He's got bodyguards. That doesn't sound like a very good wrestler if he's got bodyguards to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, his number one is Ric Flair. Everyone yeah. recognises Ric Flair. Apart Not from me. You, I Not you. But uh, Rick May um, and Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, But I suppose the bodyguards were just with him just to make sure that no one's harassing him. But I was just like, no one really wants to harass... Well, I would harass Ric Flair um, and just tell me all about his life story, which sounds crazy, but yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, it's one of those things that you're just like, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime moment, and you're just like, why did I not take that moment? But I think probably... Those kind of things you're like reflect on, you're like, yes, that would be that I could have done this, I could have done that, but we just have to live our life the best way that we can.
0: We do, yeah. Um so, what's coming up? Is there stuff you can talk about about coming up? Are, is there a, are you going to be touring the new show? And what's the new show going to be about?
3: So, uh, I, obviously, the TV stuff is coming out. Either yeah. Apollo is coming is uh, should be out. By this is out. Um, so, looking forward to that. Uh, I am I'm doing my new show, um, which is all about words and how we communicate um, in general, uh, especially in light of me having my assessment yeah. uh, in terms of whether I'm dyslexic or not which i is an interesting concept for me being older and reflecting on my childhood, uh hopefully it will go on tour uh i don't know whether anyone wants to see it or not, but I'm i sure hope they do I hope they do. Yeah. I think it will be funny uh, well it's um,
0: interesting also that you've chosen a, you know two professions at least three well all of them are, are very about communication right so it's, it is Especially being a comedian, but being a lawyer, being a bar bar staff. Yeah, with the lawyer stuff, I
3: didn't have a choice um, in terms (laughs) of becoming a lawyer because my mum, who's typically, as I said, West Indian, was very much like, you're going to have... You can do whatever you want to be as long as you're a doctor, lawyer or engineer. (laughs) And... Or dead. Um, And I I chose not to die and decided to be a lawyer. But I decided to be a lawyer instead of a barrister because you didn't have to talk as, as, as in like in court, in public speaking, as a lawyer. And then in order for me to become qualified solicitor I had to do this qualification to do immigration, which meant I had to do advocacy. So the thing that I was hating, which was public speaking, I've ended up doing now on a daily, on a daily basis i do my own advocacy in tribunal hearings so i have to represent people speak to a judge say words to a judge and i'm not very good with like even how i speak is not a typical lawyer's pronunciation i don't know why i'm doing this (laughs) uh but yeah so i want to explore all of that and talk about that because well
0: that's a you know it's you know most people wouldn't want wouldn't you know, most people, regardless of whether they, they had any problems with words, wouldn't want to be a stand-up comedian. So it's kind of interesting to go for something as communi- communicative as, as that. I can't even speak now. Communicative. <laughs> That's the
3: I've word. sent you the bug. Yeah. I've given you the bug of not being able to speak. That's <laughs> no, terrific. Well, look, I'm really
0: delighted you're doing so well. It's really great to see you on so much stuff. Thank and, you. Uh, and it's all kind of going really well for you. I'm sure it's going to go from strength to strength. Thank you so uh, much for having me. It's no, been, it's my pleasure. Lovely. Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Sakisa! <laughs> You have been listening to Ra with me, Richard Herring and my guest, Sakisa. Thank you to Scant Regard. They play the music. Don't you even know that? Yeah, I do. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. Thank you to Chris Evans. Not that one, not that one, not that one, not that one. It's the one that usually is. Thank you to at the Leicester Theatre and everybody who knows me. And thank you to my mum and dad. And everybody else. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFastTheStripe.com production. Head to GoFastTheStripe.com to buy downloads and books and all kinds of lovely things. DVDs if you like, grandad's.